Hey everyone, welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards, and today we welcome one of the league's top defenders on the show, Toxic. Uh, thanks for participating in today's conversation, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, it was a busy last few days for you guys, and a pretty good turnout as well, as the Magic won two of their three series over the past five days starting with a thrilling victory over Warriors Gaming Squad on Friday. Orlando trailed by 11 uh, midway through the fourth quarter in Game 3 before rallying. Uh, Toxic, you scored five of your 11 points of the game in that final frame and also limited CB13 to just four fourth quarter points. Uh, May had a huge steal in the closing moments that helped seal the win as well. Uh, Following a loss to Hornets Venom GT on Monday, Uh, The Magic bounced back in a big way with a series win over 76ers GC on Tuesday. Uh, You guys did not let a lopsided Game 1 loss get the best of you, as you uh, had really strong second halves in Games 2 and 3 to record your fourth regular season win of the year. Uh, Rizzi was spectacular, scoring 44 points in a decisive Game 3, and May notched his first career triple-double with 11 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. Uh, so, Jonah, what are your key takeaways from the last three series? Uh, do you get a sense that the team is heading in the right direction? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, I think it's hard not to feel that way when, you know, you, you know, you look at our wins and you see teams like Sacramento and Golden State and now Philly. Um, you know, these are teams that over the over the past several years have been some of the better in the league. And, you know, still yet, uh, obviously, the Kings and Warriors are two of the two of the elite this season. So, you know, it's hard not to feel like we're trending in the right direction. I think that, you know, we, we at least know that the process we're going, the, the approach we're taking, uh, things like that are are the right ones. And, you know, as long as we, we keep on this path, I, I know that we think we're going to be dangerous down the stretch here. Toxic. What does the return of DT mean for you guys? Uh, he's back to playing power forward, which was his position last year. And obviously for you guys to make a legitimate playoff push or win the ticket tournament, uh, you will certainly need him to play at a high level. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always nice to have a guy that was with you last year. Um, you know, obviously one of our main guys on offense last year and, and a guy that we, we you know, we uh, vitalized him a lot on offense this year. And it's nice to have him and kind of have that spark of energy and, and someone else that's loud and, you know, is, is going to bring it and be a leader, you know, when it comes to game day. So, um, you know, you still see him kind of like working off the kinks. Like, obviously, he's been away for a little bit and, and I, don't, I still don't think we've seen the best DT. So, you know, it's kind of exciting to, to know that, you know, we, we were able to pull out a win last night um, with, you know, him not necessarily being at his his best yet. We brought this up a couple of weeks ago on one of these podcasts, and I think it's definitely worth discussing again. Uh, you have perhaps the easiest schedule remaining in the league uh, next week, and we will analyze uh, these opponents in just a bit. But you play Hawks Talon GC and Pistons GT. Uh, they're a combined 5-13 and 13. Uh, the following week, you play Heat Check Gaming. They're two and seven. Uh, you will play the defending champs, T Wolves Gaming, as well that week. But they are definitely beatable as they sit at six and four. And then after a bye week, you have Pacers Gaming, uh, and they're four and six. Uh, does that give you guys an extra boost, Jonah, knowing that you have a great opportunity to accumulate several more victories before the regular season wraps up? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know. 
Josh, not only do we see winnable games ahead of us, um, you know, obviously next week's games with with Hawkstown and Pistons GT are both money games, cash games for us. So obviously the league is adding that new incentive, which is awesome and gives our guys an opportunity to to win a little money. So I think that there won't be a lack of motivation for that one or incentive to win. And then obviously, you know, the, the coach and me is looking at, at the games between the tip off and the turn, knowing that those are going to be the games that decide our seating for the turn tournament. Um, you know, right now, if we, you know, if we can turn it around and we'll go two and zero next week in those cash games, and you know, we're four and two, you know, looking at the turn, and we're thinking, holy cow, like we may be one of the top seeds at this thing, and we may have a legit chance to win a little money there. So, you know, it's it's important to think that way. I think, especially considering our record, and but also considering the teams we have beaten in the last few weeks and the way we have played and how competitive we can be. You know, obviously, we know we can beat anyone right now, and that that's a great thing to be able to say. Well, almost anyone, um, probably aside from Toronto, but. Um, you know, aside from that, like, I, you know, I think that we feel really optimistic about about the home stretch here. We saw this last season as well, particularly in the second half of the year. Uh, but you've proven to be one of the most resilient and composed teams in the league. I mentioned earlier you were down 11 late in game three against the Warriors, came back and won. A couple weeks earlier, you faced double digit deficits to the Kings in games one and three of that series and won. And then last night, you rebound from a blowout loss to Philly in game one and put together excellent second halves to beat them. So toxic, is that just this group's mentality? Do you happen to practice those scenarios in scrimmages where you're trailing and have to battle back, remain poised and be resilient? Um, I mean, I don't know if we ever like purposefully practice it. I mean, but if we're ever in those situations in practice, like, you know, yeah, we do work on those things where we stay composed and just chip away. We always talk about chipping away and cutting the lead down and, and, you know, for us, uh, you know, when it comes to those games, we, we knew where, where, where we were at in the season and we knew that, you know, they were must-win games and we got nothing to lose. So, you know, we just told ourselves to keep fighting, keep chipping away, and, and, and we'll live with the results. And, and luckily, you know, with, with the Kings and the Warriors, we were able to come back and, you know, erase those double-digit um, deficits and come back and get those, those much-needed wins. You yourself, I've noticed, have played really well in pressure-packed situations. You've had some big clutch shots. You've made some extremely important defensive plays down the stretch of tight games. Do you embrace that pressure? Do you enjoy those moments where it's kind of a now-or-never mentality? Yeah, I mean, obviously I would love to always be in like a cruise control mentality when we're, if we just can blow everyone out, but... I mean, I think when like you play lockdown defender, like you have to kind of like take that, you know, and, and you have to embrace that, especially, you know, when it comes to getting a big stop in, in a big game against, you know, another, you know, great PG, you, you have to embrace that. And I do, you know, I'm an experienced guy. I've been in the league for three years now. And, and, you know, I kind of put that on my shoulders to, to play the best defense and, and give our, you know, our offense a chance to, to go down the other way and get us a bucket and hopefully, you know, win the game. I want to talk about Reezy for a bit and, Similar to last year, he's playing his best basketball in the second half of the season. I thought he thoroughly outplayed CB13 in the Golden State Series. He scored over 30 in two of those games. And then last night, he was just as extraordinary. Uh, 37 points and 11 assists in Game 2, 44 and 8 in Game 3. I know there are several outstanding point guards out there, but Jonah... Is he sneaking back into that conversation as being one of the top three or maybe top five guards in the league? Uh, against the Sixers, I know he was playing shooting guard, which we've seen before, but it did not affect his production at all. 
Well, yeah, you know, he, he was at shooting guard last night, but he was essentially the pseudo point guard for us. Um, just just some things went on that behind the scenes that we had to move him to shooting guard. Uh, really had no choice on that one. But, um, you know, you know, Josh, I, he's definitely improving every week. And um, there are definitely some things I'd like to see him improve on further and some moments I'd like to see us be a little better in. But, um, you know, I, I would argue that I think that over the last several weeks, he's been one of the top guards in the league. Um, you know, obviously that the meta is shifting a little bit, I think, away from this inside slashing presence as a guard where they have this high volume of you know maybe 40 45 shots and they're scoring 40 a game type of thing to you know teams are starting to really get more threes up and and their guards are really starting to, to look to look to create at the perimeter instead and obviously that's that's the kind of meta that's going to benefit Reezy. um you know he's he's that player and wants to create for his teammates as well as get himself open for threes so um you know as, as soon as this kind of meta i think is, is kind of transitioned it was just going to be natural for him to kind of become one of the the premier guards in the league again talk about the team's chemistry tox it seems like you really are starting to gel again and it really shows on the defensive end it seems like you guys help each other whenever you have to switch or protect the rim collapse the defense when penetrating guards attacking guards look to explode to the basket uh, what do you attribute that to? Do you guys really stand by your principles when you practice defensive strategies? Uh, it seems like it's starting to show week by week. Yeah, I mean, I, we're a team that we we pride ourselves in defense. Like we, you know, obviously being having the number one defense last year, like we knew that was like our backbone, and and obviously like you know getting some confidence and winning some games lately, like it it, it helps us, and and our communication has been a lot better, and. Obviously, you're seeing our rotations be a lot better. I, I feel like me and Robbie have definitely gotten on the same page with things, and and we're doing a, go- a good job in the pick and roll. And then you add, you know, DT back into the lineup, who's a great corner defender and makes plays out of the corner. Um, so you're kind of seeing that all, all gel together. And you know, like I said, winning obviously helps. Um, I think we're, we're we're starting to hit our stride a little bit when it comes to our communication and staying poised and and just knowing, you know, like Joan always says, like move on a string. Like you know, if one person goes, we all move together. So I th- I think you're starting to see that and. That's what, you know, it's kind of uh, makes our defense what it is. I mentioned earlier you play the Hawks and Pistons next week. You played Atlanta during the tip-off tournament, splitting those two games. Uh, what challenges do they present, Jonah, and what will preparations be like for your team going into that series? Yeah, they definitely do present some challenges that are kind of unique to them. Obviously, you know, their shooting guard, Kel Mav, is one we're very familiar with, having drafted him last season and obviously trading him for Toxic. Um, however, you know, like Kel Mav is a guy that I think is leading the league in, in scoring from the shooting guard position. So, you know, that's a super impressive impressive feat for him. And obviously their backcourt is where I look at and where they can cause us trouble. Him him and BP are phenomenal, um, two, two of the league's best at what they do. And obviously to, to slow them down is, is a big part of the game plan. And obviously I think if you do slow them down that they – at that point, I think that, that they're a super beatable team. So that that's the that's the MO, that's that's the game plan, and obviously we, we look forward to seeing if we can do that or not. And then the Pistons featuring Demon JT, Ramo, and a familiar name to Magic fans, Stev Goss, who in Season 1 uh, did some coaching with the Magic before entering his name into the player pool. Uh, Toxic, what are your impressions of Detroit so far? Yeah, um, I mean – they're kind of they are what I thought they'd be, um, and that's not a shot at them. I mean, they're going to be a a gritty team. They're going to play defense. In my opinion, Ramos a top five player in the world. So whatever team he's on, he's going to make it tough on you. Um, so it's a team where like you know we just got to control the ball and and uh, if we keep them in half court, 
I don't think they'll have super success against our half court defense. And, um, you know, I kind of like our matchup against them. But like I said, like they're, they're a gritty team. They got a lot of veterans, a lot of experience. Um, they're going to play well. They're going to play together. They're going to fight. And uh, it will be a tough matchup. Just going around the league a bit, uh, last night following your series, the Bucks put up a league season high 110 points against Celtics crossover gaming. Uh, Reg erupted for 54 points in that game, and then he had 43 in game two. Uh, the Jazz beat the Hawks. Splashy was excellent again. Uh, among these three rookie guards, Tox, who has been the most impressive to you? Reg, Splashy, or Snubby? And, of course, you recently saw Snubby when you played the Hornets. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. They're all really good players. Um, you know, right now, I, I, I'd probably – I would say Reg. Um, and, and I would say Reg and Splash are both, like – you know, one A, one B, but I I would probably give the the tilt over to Reg a little bit because I think he does more with less. Um, I think I think uh, Splashy has a great supporting cast, and obviously he's been playing well. Don't take anything away from him, but um, you see a guy like Reg, like every single game he's putting up thirty five plus, forty plus, like just carrying the scoring load for that team and and kind of keeping them afloat. So uh, for me, Reg has been has been super impressive over the um, the last couple of weeks, and and also with the tip off tournament. Jonah, which of these teams has impressed you the most? Wizards, Kings, Jazz, or Hornets? All four are currently in the top six in the standings. Yeah, I, I would I would say it's probably Utah. Um, you know, I think that they were a team we thought would be, you know, at, at the lowest middle of the pack, potentially, you know, a fringe playoff team. I think they're a little better than anticipated. Um, I think to me that the biggest surprise I, I would say is probably Splashy. Um, obviously his his worst game of the season was against us, and you know, we we firmly believe we let him we let him steal one from us because of that. But um, you know, aside from that, he's been pretty phenomenal and is an incredibly efficient scorer from the perimeter and gets him up for his team and is really probably the perfect guard to play with to pair with Rhea uh, which is more so uh, you know a nod to the management and the personnel decision they made over there knowing knowing their personnel knowing what Rhea's capabilities are and, and kind of uh, delivering on their draft pick so right now you guys are four and seven playing some of the best basketball of your season to this point the Bucks, who are in the ninth spot at the moment are five and four so you guys are definitely within striking distance of getting into the playoff picture even if that doesn't happen, the 14 teams that are outside the top nine will be in the ticket tournament with the winner of that competition qualifying for the postseason. Of course, you'd, you'd love to advance to the playoffs without relying on the ticket. But if you are playing well to close out the regular season, will that give you that extra boost of confidence talks, knowing that you can basically run the table on the ticket if you're playing at a really, really high level going into it? Yeah, um, anytime you can build like that momentum going into anything like that um, is going to be huge. Obviously, we'd like to, you know, sneak in and get into the playoffs and not have to play into the ticket. But, you know, like I was telling Jonah last night when I was watching some of the league games, like four of our seven losses are against four of the teams that are in the top five right now. And like in in, in my opinion, we've been competitive against all of them besides maybe the Raptors. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of bright spots. Like, obviously, we feel like we let a lot you know, some series slip away this year and, and we are where we're at right now, but you know, we're focused on, you know, one game at a time right now. And if we can run the table and finish this, you know, this uh, regular season off strong and either get in, you know, sneak in or, or just be a top seed in the ticket. Um, you know, our, our uh, confidence is going to be at an all time high. And, and when we're confident, we're, we're a really dangerous team. So we'll see. 
Jonah, did you like the league's decision to make the ticket tournament the final piece to the puzzle before the playoffs start? You know, in the past, the ticket was, I think, three quarters the way through the regular season. So there were times where it would be possible where a team that was already going to be in the playoffs would win the tournament. Of course, Knicks Gaming, uh, they ended up winning the ticket uh, although they were close to the bottom of the regular season standing, so they managed to uh, break through that way. But do you like what the league did, making it the very last strand of the of the season, so that teams that maybe haven't performed as they hoped in the regular season still have a legitimate chance of qualifying for the postseason? Yeah, I, th- I think you know what they're doing with the ticket is super unique and and pretty cool. Um, obviously, we saw how great a storyline it can create in season one, and we saw kind of the opposite in season two, where the, you know the Warriors won, and I don't think they won another game the rest of the regular season because they had zero incentive to play because they were in the playoffs, um, and they knew the team they wanted to play, so they wanted to get them first round. So um, you know, I, I think that we saw both sides of that, and because of that, I think it made a ton of sense to change it the way they did, and I think what they did is pretty cool. Obviously, the only downside is. Now there's no direct prize money at the ticket, which is a, a bit of a shame in that regard because you know it would be unfair to let some of the worst teams in the league, per se, uh, play for money when the best teams aren't even able to or allowed to. So, um, But aside from that, I think it's really, really cool. And obviously, you know, in the position we in, are in right now, I think it's, uh, you know, it's awesome to be able to say that in the, in, at the end of the season, you know, if we if we rip all these games off and we do get unlucky, we still have this shot no matter what. Um, you know, if we keep improving, we, we do streak that maybe we will be one of the favorites at the ticket. We will have a great seed, things like that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the insight. Greatly appreciated. Really great analysis from both you guys. Uh, once again, make sure you catch Magic Gaming in action next week. Uh, they will play the Hawks on Tuesday, July 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then they will play the Pistons on Friday, July 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, all of these matchups are a best of three series. So as we've seen, no matter what happens in game one, Anything can happen the remainder of the series, as we saw last night. So continue to stay tuned for the duration of each series. Uh, Really appreciate the time, and we will catch you soon.